You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, it is the day after opening day, or what was supposed to be the day after opening day. I guess they there's some kind of like simulator out there that says or shows that the Rays lost to the Pirates four to one. I don't know in what universe they did that simulation. Yeah, and, fake and what, news. yeah, what kind of algorithm came up with that? But you need to reinvent your system, buddy, because <laughs> maybe the other way around, four one Rays win. But there you go. Yeah, come on. Come on. That was um, a sweep. Come on. The only uh, Rays action that was on TV or streaming live at some point yesterday was, of course, Game 162 from 2011, uh-huh. September 28th. That, Brought back some that, memories. That game will never get old. It's just, man, it, it takes you on such a wild ride of baseball emotions, human emotions. You're, for the first five innings, you're just bored out of your mind and, and, and just depressed. Right. You know, it's just, you're like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? The sixth and seventh, you're like, well, something could be cooking here. You know, and then it just takes off. But um, can we just take this piece by piece, the game 162? Okay. First of all, Dellen Betances started game for the Yankees. Uh, I had no what, idea he had been in the league that long, to be honest. I know. That's number one. And Was he like two, 16 were, when they called him up? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, were the Yankees doing the opener without knowing it? Inadvertently doing the opener? Possibly, yeah. I don't and know. now the Rays get credit for it. How about there that? There you go. I like that. Um, also, Eric Chavez uh, was playing third base. Um, Andrew Jones was playing left field. So you got Chavez in third, Jones in left field. Who gave the GameCube controller to a 12-year-old Yankee fan and made these moves? Because I had completely forgotten that those two guys – had been in New York at the same time. Right, absolutely. And Andrew Jones, you could tell he was on his last leg in a Yankees uniform because he looked like, I mean, he had put on a couple pounds. He didn't look like mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta Andrew Jones. That's oh, for no. sure. Oh, and they also, we remember guys like Nick Swisher and, and all those <laughs> sorts of guys that were on the team. Just crazy, crazy stuff. I saw Swisher's face and I was like, oh yeah, I remember how I loathed this guy. This was the this was the the Bregman of 2011. Yes, yeah, he he definitely had um some spunk to him, that's for sure. Although in the game, Rays fans probably hated Mark Teixeira the most and or David Price. <laughs> David yes. Price just throwing batting practice. That's what it was. BP what was buddy. he doing out there? He was just throwing meatballs out there. I mean, was he a Boston Red Sox pitcher or something? I mean, Price was awful that day. He was just awful. Yeah. And and you know, BA was trying to be nice throughout the 
the the telecast who's like, oh, you know, it's got to use a changeup. You know, you're going to be predictable. You're just throwing meatballs. You know, you got to be better than that. And then he was just started getting hit, man. So yeah, bad, bad, David Price. But it just set us up for even a better, you know, plot twist. Yes. What What's funny is that okay, so the Yankees had gotten to seven nothing. Um, at that point, now go back to 2011. You were you watching the game from your your dorm room? What was the situation? I was in my living room. Okay, and uh, I was watching with my folks, and you know the TV break. You break the TV around <laughs> when that <laughs> no, seventh my, my, run was scored. My dad and and I were just so you know sad. We were like, oh man, I can't believe this happened. You know, he's seen a lot more baseball, so he keeps. He could keep a little bit more calm than I than I could at that time, um, but yeah, it, it was not a happy uh, living room for sure. As as a Rays fan, no. What was there ever a point where you turned the game off, or you guys kept it on the entire night? Kept it on the entire night. Um, you know, we are very cautious about making noise in the house. We don't want to disrupt anybody. But let me tell you that I definitely started making a lot of noise. Around the eighth inning, very loud noises uh, and jumping out of the couch. I mean, when <laughs> B.A. and Duane, I don't know what they had for breakfast that day, but they had like, you know, a third eye into the future because they were calling shots left mm-hmm. and right. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I imagine when the Rays started getting back into it, you you guys probably got an email or a call from the new Tampa neighborhood association, <laughs> homeowners association, something maybe, like that maybe. for all the noise, a couple yeah. of uh, police calls. But yeah. what's so funny is like, okay, so the Yankees had gotten up to seven zero and before the power started coming from Longo twice and Dan Johnson, it was like the Rays were scoring in Rays ways like, Oh, hit by a pitch sack fly <laughs> bases loaded walk. Like they were like slowly, but surely getting back before, uh, before Evan Longoria and Dan Johnson came in to crawling to back, game. crawling yeah. back. And you saw little, you know, <sighs> David price was bad, but mm-hmm. this defense didn't help him out. Zobris, come on. That what first, was that? Yeah, that, right away that was like, this is not a good sign. This is not a good sign. Uh, he's not the best second baseman, but he's shorthanded. He'll make the play. Like right. Joe Madden used to say, he doesn't have any chrome, you know, but he'll make yeah. the play. Didn't make the play there. Shopik, we have him for defense. Definitely not for the bat. Boom. He lets a pitch go right between the legs. Uh, so not great defense, but BJ Upton had a play. Wow. I mean, that's why, you know, you you remember BJ Upton so fondly because he coming in and making a snag that would have been probably if it gets by him, it's probably a triple. I mean, yeah, yeah. Down the power alley, rolling around the warning track. And then Longo actually made a really good play at third, too. He had tagged. uh, I can't remember who the runner was, but tagged a guy out at third after booting a play correct he he redeemed himself that was so nice yeah so there there were a lot of different components bj had a great stolen base mm-hmm. uh no i mean really the, the game was moving you know kind of slow but it had really good bursts yeah. of uh, uh of talent in there and then the eighth inning was just incredible with that three-run homer by longo Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Joe Madden working his magic with the platoon. Dan Johnson, the the 
the epitome of a quad A player, <laughs> four A player, cup of coffee in the big leagues. That's all you're gonna get. Yeah, you can hit, uh, you know, thirty bombs and and three ten in triple A. But when right. it gets to the show, it's like this guy's you're a different player. Yeah, he's he's hitting like Mike Zanino. But hey, these guys are pros, and sometimes they turn into one. Okay, I know it's Trivia Friday, and it's my turn to get grilled. But here's a question: Do you know uh-huh. how many plate appearances? Dan Johnson had before that home run in the ninth inning since May 19th, since May 19th, how many plate appearances? Incorrect. Strike one. Uh, Five. Very close. Six plate appearances. He had gone into that box six times before (laughs) Into the biggest moment of his career. Amazing. Amazing. It, 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 that I need to see one day that movie. I mean, if you make yeah, a movie about yeah, why have they about, not ooh, made that yet? Because it's not know, just about the Rays Yankees. There's the Red Sox Orioles, and then you've got National League going on. Like there's it. Some consider it the greatest, one of the greatest in days in baseball. Yeah, and not I mean, just in baseball, but in sports. It was it was huge. You had and then in the National League, it was happening with the Cardinals as well. I mean, the the whole day. I mean, that whole year was so impactful. It changed the game. It, it made it so that there were two wild cards, so that scenario could be repeated over and over again. That's how crazy 2011 was. It changed. It literally changed baseball. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually like I I went back and looked at the video, and I'm still surprised at how many people stayed for the entire game. Pretty because cool. w- when it got to seven zero, I probably would have been like, all right, guys. I Let's get uh, ahead of the traffic. Yeah. I got an early tea time on Thursday. I'm getting out of here. I'll, I'll, I'll listen on the radio. I'll listen to Andy Freed and Dave Wills. But, you know, of course, at the same time. It's the last game of the season. You have to stay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But also simultaneously, you've got the Red Sox and the Orioles. And we're and you got to like you're trusting your faith in the Orioles. Right. This team with 68 wins so far to get it against the Red Sox who are playing for everything. What it, come on. Cuz that was it, right? You're yeah. 7-0 in the 7th inning at the at the bottom of the 7th, 7-0 and they are losing 3-2 in the Orioles. So you're like, okay, who's got a better shot? The Orioles can come back. We have no shot of winning this thing. But suddenly, not only one turns around, but the other one turns around. I mean, it 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 was just an amazing amazing night, and I don't think if you're a race fan you'll you won't ever forget. Really uh where you were how you felt and and you watching that last heroics uh, by Evan Longoria cuz that line drive home run that's etched yes. tattooed into every race fan's memory I don't know if you know this or if this is a thing but for home games okay when it's say you get to the 162nd game of the year every year at the trop now sometimes you're going to be on the road sometimes at home they need to like play some kind of ceremonial video, roll out the red carpet. They need to do something every year. There's a home game on game 162 at the Trop. Like that's I'm down. Some I'm kind down. of promotion, marketing idea, whatever. You got to come up with something at that point. I mean, you it's know, I bet when Longo um, retires, that yeah. might be a thing. I just bring him in on, on a tiger on a throne, do it all. Do the whole thing. Love the it. The Tiger King. The, yeah, the, the, the Tiger Devil King. Ray King. God, yeah. that's another thing. There's your title. 
Devil Rings. Dude. There's already a baseball movie about what Jim Morris was his name, the the old yeah. guy that that played that made it up. He was like a high school chemistry teacher and, and pitched for the movie. Devil yeah, Rays the in 98, 99. Yeah. The Rookie. With, I like that movie. By the like. way, I've got a I've got another topic idea at some point. What? Uh, we could either do it for guys on Game 162 or Great Rays in general. Which actor would play this Devil Rays or Rays player? Okay. I'm so in. I yeah. love this one. I love this. There we go. Like, uh, perfect. I don't know, like... Um, BJ Upton, Eddie Murphy, something like some kind of lookalike Ooh. similar. Although like, Eddie Murphy's demeanor, I don't know. You got to kind of align the demeanor in the looks a little bit too. So we might have to brainstorm okay. that and come up with something. Yeah. Cause BJ was very low key. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's not low key. Maybe Denzel Washington. I don't know. Something like that. Ooh. Okay. I love that. I love this topic. And before we go to se- to the next segment with trivia, man, yes. why don't you get me hooked up on Tiger King? That's just not cool. Why? Why did it what have a, to? It is the new making of a murderer, oh, and there's man. such a there's such a tie to the Tampa Bay area. I know with Big Cat Rescue, and Ugh. you know there's something to be said for um, real people. Like are better. <laughs> those are than real you. people. You can't create those characters. Some some film writer in Hollywood could not come up with the personalities that are in that documentary. Oh, so man. real humans are always going to be more interesting and more unique. That's why I love like true crime stories and, right. and nonfiction and everything like that. Because in a million years, you couldn't come up with those those people. I mean, I oh never, my gosh. I never watch that kind of stuff. You know, the reality TV show, stuff like that. I never really get into it. But this one, I couldn't help but stare at the disgustingness that was happening on the screen. I just couldn't yeah. look away. It's like, I, you know, when, when, when something is just like, you know, so awful, you just have to keep looking at it, watching it. That's what Tiger King was to yes. me. And I, I finished it in a couple nights. I mean, it was ridiculous. I finished it in a night and a half and I watched it again. I watched it twice <laughs> on replay, like game 162, buddy. Got to do it. One more thing about one, game 162. One of the best like moments or anti- anecdotes uh, was I guess it was after the Yankees had taken a seven nothing lead that Joe West, who was the umpire in that game, uh, I guess there was a break in the action and he comes up to Joe Maddens like, well, you guys had a good run, you guys played your hearts out, you, you wow. did your best coming back, you know, the, the run they had throughout September, and it was like, you guys did well, you know, go get them next time, and then Joe Madden deadpans, thank you, and walks away, like he he just had he did not he was not having it or not asking it. Dude, uh, that's that's actually pretty cool from yeah. Joe Madden. And Joe Madden growing his hair out. He he really grew his hair out. I don't think he he was like I I can't get a haircut during this run in September. I got David go Martinez with, with the beard. I mean, it yeah. was really fun watching all the those those old faces back on the TV screen and the green backdrop. Man, it was 2011. Why mm. didn't Stu like change that? You know, after the the Rays. Yeah. I changed their name like four or five years earlier. I mean, come on, man. What's going to be crazy is that. Spruce up the place. Yeah, for real. Uh, next season, it'll be the 10th anniversary, right? 2021. Oh, man. Yeah. You got to do something. Come on. There you go. And you got to make sure there's a home game on, on that final, final game of the season. <laughs> All right, coming up next, baseball trivia. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. 
In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale 2020. So if you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB to get 25% off body plus body composition scale. Again, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB to get 25% off body plus body composition scale. All right, Ulysses, it is a Friday, which means baseball trivia. And actually, last week, we did not have baseball trivia because we were doing our crossover episode. So we got to make sure this is a good one. Gave you some time to study up. (laughs) Today's trivia is related, of course, no other than opening day and some historical opening day questions. And I've got some choices if you need those. If not, I can ask the question if you think you can guess it right away. Even more okay. bonus points for you. So, okay. I want the bonus points. All right. Let's start it off with a question related to the Rays slash Devil Rays. Uh, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays debuted in 1998. Who hit the franchise's first home run on opening day of that season? Ooh. Perry has an answer. I know. Perry always does. Um. Okay. Let's just go with the wrong answer first. Wade Boggs. Uh, that would actually be the right answer, sir. Hey, Very good. Go. Wade Boggs. I probably would have guessed like Fred McGriff or Wade Boggs, but hey, bonus points for you, buddy. Let's go. Um, okay. The Indians and Blue Jays played the longest opening day game in history in 2012. How many innings did that last? 17 innings. Take another guess. Very close. 18 innings. One more guess. 16 innings. 16 innings. Very yeah. good. <laughs> I'd love to know what the time of that game was. Oh, five Had plus. To be, six plus. Yeah, five plus. It, rem- it reminds me of the uh, Rays-Twins game from last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many was that? 14? I don't know, man. That was Way too long. long. It was like six, seven hours. Wasn't there a rain delay involved? Oh my god! That like I think two I think seven the, inning stretches. Yeah. Yeah, I think after the I think the day afterwards, I done we had done an episode, and I was basically like, "Hey, we we got to find some way to do extra inning home run derby. Got to speed this up. <laughs> yeah. Do adult softball style. Just put in seven inning games." Let's speed this show up, guys. Let's let's get with the program here. We might see that with the shortened season this year. That's going to have to be a topic, and I actually love that idea. Of a lot of, uh, I know double A teams will do that with uh, double headers. They'll they'll play two seven inning games back to back. I mean, it makes makes sense. Um, what Hall of Famer holds the record for most opening day starts? What Hall of Famer? 
Asimov's opening day Pitcher. Of course. Okay, pitcher. I'm going to go with Greg Maddox. Strike one. I'm going to go with Nolan Ryan. Strike two. You want me to give you choices? Mm, not yet. I'm going to go with Tom Seaver. Wow, Tom Seaver. Let's go. As the third strike was coming. Very go. good. Longo right there. Now, it doesn't list how many he had, but I'd, I'd guess... I had a few. <laughs> yeah, I had a few for sure. Uh, another related question. Justin Verlander is tied for the most opening day starts among active players with 11. With whom does he share that record? Uh, and that other pitcher is active? As it looks right now, yes. These are all active players. Okay, and the choice it's... is an active player. I'll give you that, too. Thank you. Felix Hernandez. Wow, very good. It is Felix Hernandez. Let's go. You got it. The other choices were Max Scherzer, Bartolo Colon, and Cole Hamels. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Okay. What slugger, nicknamed the Big Donkey, great nickname, by the way, <laughs> is tied with two Hall of Famers for the opening day home run record with eight in his career? Eight opening day home runs in his career. Who is that guy? Mr. Cincinnati and Adam Dunn. You got it. Very good. Man, we should do a Cincinnati Reds podcast. We got to yeah. hop on the Locked On Reds podcast. <laughs> That's a team. You know how we were saying that you you have a second team that you're friendly towards? In the National League, I don't mind the Cincinnati Reds. I don't have any animosity towards them. I think they had a really cool run in the 70s, the Big Red Machine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I don't know. I don't they always have like some interesting fun players. I mean, they, yeah. they've just it's been tough for them to find a way to like like with the Bucks, where it's like their max is like 8-8. Eight and eight. That's like the Reds. Like 80 games is like your max. Now this season, I think they, I'm, I really want to watch some Reds games this season for sure. Yeah, they'll be fun. When and if there is a season. But yes, yeah. Adam Dunn was the choice. Watched a lot of him uh, in the minor leagues in Louisville. Oh, right, yeah. And yeah, yeah, he was actually one of those two sports stars because. Uh, Did he play football or basketball? Football, yeah. He was okay. a quarterback and uh, oh, he's wow. got kind of a Ben Roethlisberger body type. Yeah, but he um, does, yeah. from what I remember, he backed up Peyton Manning at the University of Tennessee. Whoa. That's so, pretty cool. That yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Adam Dunn, guy, he was the, the epitome of of a guy who had tons of power. He was going to do one of three, three things. He was going to walk, he was going to strike <laughs> out, or he was going to hit a home run. And that's pretty that's much right. what he yeah. did. Uh, okay. Who was... Uh, did I skip one? No. Okay, here we go. Who was the final opening day starting pitcher for the Montreal Expos in 2004 before the franchise moved to Washington, D.C.? The final opening day pitcher. Oh man, Montreal Expos. I mean, you might as be what you might as well be talking about. Give the you Washington Senators. From yeah, the I know. Um, I don't know. Hit me with options. Okay, John Patterson, Levon Hernandez, Javier Vasquez, Pedro Martinez. Well, it wasn't Pedro Martinez. So give me the other three names. John Patterson. I thought that was an author. That's James Patterson. Uh, yeah. John Patterson, Levon Hernandez, or Javier Vasquez. Oh, it has to be uh, Levon Hernandez. Very good. Well done. 
Thank you. That was a guy who was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember him. He yeah. had some staying power. Um, okay, final final question, opening day related. MLB has started eight seasons since 1999 with international opening games. Which city has hosted five of them? And I can give to- you choices. Tokyo. Very good. Tokyo. You got it. My man, I was How about that? I, I was pretty good today. How about You're that? You're very good. Look at you that. Can I give you a bonus question, not opening day related? Hit me. I'm okay. ready for it. Final question. This is for all the marbles. Million dollars. Okay. <laughs> uh, who was the last player, or the most recent player, I guess you could say, to lead the American League in home runs in back-to-back seasons? Jose Bautista. Very good. Can you give me the years in home runs? Oh, I'm going to go with 2010-2011. Yes. And I'm going to go with 54 and 51. You got one of them right on the nose. 54 in 2010, 43 in 2011. Okay, okay. Hey, not bad. You killed it today, buddy. Very good. (laughs) On that note, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB. Hope everyone has a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week. 